0: Next on BYUSN, the transfer portal generous again. BYU men's basketball adds their new point guard. Meet him on the show today.
1: And what does BYU's starting five look like? Right now.
0: Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us and happy May the 4th be with you. (laughs) Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer
1: Linton. Tate rolled down, came downstairs, and he had a Star Wars shirt on. I was like, oh, good. Mom got you in a Star Wars shirt. Nope, it was just random. And I was like, hey, that's good because today's May the 4th, which is a big deal uh, to the Star Wars fans. So let's go. (laughs) Are your power rankings still clearly? Empire Strikes Back at number one? Yes. Then Rogue One. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, Jerem Jordan's full power rankings yep. available potentially later on
1: social media. And then the rise of Skywalker <laughs> is the worst. So there you go. <laughs> on today's show, new basketball transfer quest uh, Glover on why he chose the Kooks. We'll talk to him uh, coming up as well, how he fits in. What's the potential starting look, lineup look like right now? What's the latest Big 12 innovation idea? And Emma Johnson and Jaslyn Gardner. Join us from the record-breaking x 100 yeah, team. Yes. broke the record over the weekend. They'll talk about that. They are the speedsters at BYU. I but love first, it. But first, here are today's headlines.
0: Beginning with Quez Glover, point guard now for BYU men's basketball. A transfer from Samford University. And before that, he spent time at the University of Florida. He's a two-time all-SOCON player. In his two years with Sanford, he averaged 17.4 points per game shot 48 percent from the field in his career at Sanford. one year of eligibility remaining he chooses to be in Provo and the big 12 for that final year
1: baseball starts three game series at San Diego tonight listen to game one at 9 eastern on the BYU radio app throws tied for second BYU in seventh seeking a top six spot to make the west coast conference tournament
0: number 43 BYU men's golf because you know they rank the top 50 so that's a thing they're selected to play in the morgan hill ncaa regional they will play at the institute golf club south of san jose california Tournament begins May fifteenth. They've won two tournaments in a row, including the West Coast Conference Championships. If they can keep it rolling, they'll get to the championships.
1: ESPN's Todd McShay has BYU offensive lineman Kingsley Suamatia going twenty-eighth overall to the Bengals in his way too early twenty twenty-four NFL Draft.
0: BYU won seven events yesterday in a dual meet between Cougar Track and Field and Westminster. Rebecca Ross in the pole vault now number four all-time at byu after her most recent clearance kate phipps won in the 200 meters spencer carlisle in the 400 meters chase clement is your javelin champion yesterday Dallin shirts won in the discus and omar alboros won the 100 and
1: 200 meters women's soccer beat fc bergheim damen 2-1 in austria thanks to goals from ruby Kladik and ali fryer Cougars will visit slovenia before playing two matches next week in croatia
0: all rise and shout it's time for what's trending yeah you know i'm a beast you know i'm a beast everybody eat
2: hey you know i'm a beast you know i'm a beast welcome to the feast my team off the leash we don't know the feet
0: everybody eat I can sense the force within BYU basketball, and it is good.
1: The Cougars have now I've got added- a bad feeling about this, said no one.
0: <laughs> Three key transfers with the most recent addition, point guard Quest Glover coming from Sanford. Before that, as I mentioned, he was at Florida. He joins Dawson Baker and Ali Khalifa. So, again, as far as Glover goes, clearly he is the point guard depth that BYU was looking for. Averaged 14.7 points per game in two years at Samford. Shot 48% from the floor. He's a good free-throw shooter, again, like Dawson Baker, Jerem. How does Quest Glover fit in the BYU basketball roster, pushing forward to a new and significant challenge in the Big 12?
1: Yeah, another Rudy Williams type, right? Um, A guy that comes in for one year who can immediately be an impact player. That probably is in the starting lineup. If it's not, uh, it's an impact uh, backup point guard, Dallin Hall. We'll see. He very well could start as well, which we'll address in a second. Very quick and skilled off the dribble. As you mentioned, started at Florida, then to Samford. BYU reportedly beat out Ole Miss, LSU, Notre Dame, Florida, and Mississippi State to get him. That is awesome. Uh, some great notes uh, to Robbie uh, from Robbie McCombs and Vanquish the Foe, which I'll pull from here quite a bit. Six foot tall. As a junior two years ago, 19 points a game. One of the nice. best SOCON players First team also con, 4.4 assists, 47% shooting as a junior. Then a senior, a partially towards meniscus, missed two months. Not a great three-point shooter, doesn't shoot a ton of them, but did go from 31 to 38% the last two years, which is nice. His turnover rate last year, 15.9%. That would have been number one on BYU's team. So I like his ability to take care of the basketball. Interesting. 24-7 sports gives him an 88 rating, three-star, top 150 guy in the portal. By the way, Ali Khalifa in that same rating, a four-star and top 100 guy in the portal. So I think he is a tremendous fit. BYU needed another point guard with Dallin Hall. I like those two and whatever combination you throw out there. Typically, a senior transfer you bring in, typically that guy is coming in to start. But Dallin Hall certainly is a more than capable starter should BYU go that direction, which he showed most of last season. We saw Rudy Williams
0: come off the bench behind Dallin Hall.
1: Yes. So that very well could happen. Who knows? I don't really care at this point. Let's uh, they, they can duke it out and figure out who's the starter. But uh, who the finisher is is probably more important, Right. But uh, a guy who's played in the SEC, like Rudy Williams, started in the Big 12 and his journey kind of led him back to uh, BYU. And in this case, this is a power six basketball team coming up in the fall. So this is is great. This is a guy who can initiate a lot of offense. Certainly, he'll have some three-point opportunities with guys getting to the basket and opening up other shooters. But also, he's going to open up the Nels and the Bakers and the Johnsons and the Robinsons for threes this year as well.
0: I'm glad that you brought up his ability to take care of the basketball. Because if you just look at the stats, last year specifically, his assist to turnover ratio was not great. But, again, injury played into that. But it's more than just, you know, well, he didn't, his numbers weren't as high as they were in the assist category. He still takes relatively good care of the basketball. And that's somewhere BYU really struggled last year, mm-hmm. especially at the point guard position. Just too many turnovers. Um, and that's not, you know, trying to call out Dallin Hall or Rudy Williams. that.
1: Well, they made a switch because yeah, of that issue. Yes,
0: it, yeah. it just was it was starter. a deal, right? Yeah. It was a deal. So, love that he can take care of the basketball. Would love to see that assist ratio get a little bit better to the turnovers, and I think that will help with what you just talked about, open three-point shooters, really bunch of guys that can knock it down. Yep. Trevin Nell helping out in that regard. Dawson Baker, for sure.
1: Spencer Johnson is the best three-point shooter BYU has. <sighs> Absolutely. It was awesome. there's,
0: there's no argument against that right mm-hmm. now. He was unbelievable and hit clutch shots in some big games. I think the thing I like most about Quez Glover goes along with what Dawson Baker brings, and that is a guy, another guy, Jerem, that wants the ball in his hands in clutch moments. Yes. And a guy that can create contact at the hoop and make a lot of free throws. Dawson Baker and Quez Glover both have the ability and they want the ball in their hands in clutch moments to take and make that big shot. BYU didn't have that guy last year. Now I feel like they have two guys that well, want to do that.
1: Well, And Dallin Hall is going, well, I hit a couple of shots here and now I'm a sophomore. So there's multiple dudes that I think want the ball in their hand. And at the end of the shot clock. And like you mentioned, at the end of the game. This, this is a, a veteran addition. And uh, it's awesome. BYU is very veteran. I'll get into that in a sec. But I really like the fit. I really like a guy who has something to prove. Um, who started, again, I, the greatest example of this ever is Alex Barcelo, barely plays at Arizona. Quez Glover didn't play a ton at Florida. Yeah, limited minutes. He goes to Sanford, right? In AB's uh, case, he comes to BYU and is a star, one of the greatest shooters BYU's ever had. Uh, Jay Billis called him the best shooter in college basketball. Like, Quez Glover and Dawson Baker and Ali Khalifa have a chance to enter the Big 12 and play in some of the biggest games in the country against great competition on national TV in front of 19,000 fans at home. It's, it's an awesome opportunity for them and for BYU to connect.
0: Now, BYU, again, is dealing with a bunch of veteran experience, and they're going to have to figure out who's going to take which minutes. And now who's going to start has become an increasingly interesting conversation. Because, Topic two, let's yes, go there. What's you just the, got so many guys. What's
1: the starting five right now to you? Well, for me, because and this is guaranteed to be right, said no one. <laughs> Ques Glover. <laughs> it's May fourth. Ques Glover is coming to start. Yeah,
0: this is his final year. I, I think yeah. he's proven that he is sure. a guy that can start at the point guard position. So, yeah,
1: he's. Yeah, I won't be shocked guard. if Dallin's the starter. Dallin could it's start either, a few games. It's either or for it, me. There. Taking
0: nothing away from Dallin, I just like that there's depth there. Okay,
1: I, I, I'm not. Mo- Dallin is an excellent backup if he is the backup. I'm not Quez so much Glover concerned is an excellent backup about. Is oh guy. well, he
0: started. Rudy Williams still played starter minutes. Yeah, it just more finishes. It just started out uh, that, or it, it turned out that he wasn't great in the beginning of games yeah. for a number of games. And that in a row.
1: fluctuates based on production and injuries and up to. So,
0: Quez Glover is my starting point guard. I think Spencer Johnson has earned the right to be in the starting five with his consistent play. He's the best three-point shooter on BYU's team. He stays there on-ball defender is really, really good in that
1: regard. I wish he shot a higher percentage from three, said no one. 46% is amazing.
0: Jackson Robinson, I feel like is maybe the guy with the highest ceiling
1: remaining at BYU. He's too long. He's too potentially amazing to not start.
0: We have seen flashes of absolute brilliance from him at times when he cannot miss a shot. He's working through some of those things. I think he's going to be better. There will be a natural progression there. Huge potential. Super high ceiling for Jackson Robinson. He'll join Fus Traore and then Ali Khalifa. Those two will make up the post. I feel like that will like be the starting five. It would be my starting five as of May the 4th. We'll see how Dallin Hall sure. and Dawson Baker. Fit. Maybe Dawson Baker comes in and he's like, oh, I was the big, big West freshman of the year, and I'm awesome, and I can score a bunch. And maybe he's incredible through all of the fall practices, yeah. and they're like, we can't keep him on the floor. Maybe Dawson Baker takes a spot from Spencer Johnson or Jackson. Spencer Robinson.
1: Johnson has played most of his uh, BYU life until kind of last year off the bench, right? Yes. And he was a super sub. He was great that way. So who knows what that looks like? Yeah, I've got Dallin Hall. I've got the same five. So backups, Dallin Hall, uh, Dawson Baker, yep. Trevin Nell, TBD at the four. BYU doesn't have a backup four. Noah Waterman. Stop telling me it's Noah Waterman. He's not a big. Treat him like he's six eight. okay? Um, he's a wing. He's and then, more of a three. He's a, he's he's a three and a half. Um, yeah. Atiki Ali Atiki as the backup five, and then somewhere Trey Stewart, Rich Saunders, Tanner Toulson, Noah Waterman, Jake Wallin got to fit in, okay?
0: Traden Christensen for that matter.
1: Well, I'm just talking to scholarship players. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, because Traiden kind of get gets pushed out a little bit here with this group. Traden's probably your backup four, but he's in the Big 12 now. Like, you got to get a properly scholarshiped backup four. I think Traiden. I like trading a lot, but. Let's go to the next level here. 11 of the 14 are backcourt players. 10 of the 14 are upperclassmen. And also 14 an issue. You're one over. Mm. Someone getting off Scully. Also, uh, BYU is still hunting for guys. Yes. So Actively. There's, there's <laughs> going to be a guy or two that aren't on scholarship that are uh, going to get replaced potentially by someone who is. We'll see. So I like the veteranness of that. 10 of the 14 are juniors or seniors. BYU got old suddenly, not only with the young group they had the last year or two, but also what they've added mm. with, with the three transfers in Quest Glover and Dawson Baker and Ali Khalifa. That experience, that time, the time is now, the, the wide eyes think, nope. Um, granted, for some of these guys, it's going to be like, oh, now you're in the Big 12. Like, you know, Quest Glover, he's played in the SEC. Uh, not going to be like, oh, my gosh, what is this? Dawson Baker, big deal, you know, going from the Big West up to the Big 12. And Ali Khalifa uh, at Charlotte, this is, this is a jump up, but they wanted this jump up. I do love that BYU is older. There are a lot of backcourt dudes. I would guess that if someone's off Scali, it's going to be one of those dudes from the backcourt. You're not pulling Foos, Ali, or Atiki Scalis, right? You only have three post players. I'd like BYU to have probably five, at least four cuz if you have one injury like look what happened 2 years ago when Richard Harwood and Gavin Baxter BYU's and was down
0: NCAA tournament status they were number 12 in the country yes. everything changed
1: Yes everything changed number two, BYU getting to 12 is not a good thing by the way that's happened the last That's what happened with football last year and basketball two years ago. (laughs) Got to get a little higher than that or just not that high. Hopefully don't get hurt. (laughs) Don't Um, get
0: to number 12.
1: I like this group, though. I still think for us to feel confident that they're really in the hunt for an NCAA tournament bid, they need probably one more piece. Mm. One more piece. And you obviously
0: think that piece is in the front
1: court. Well, could be another backcourt guy. I don't know. It depends how experienced does BYU want to be because they're pretty experienced right now. Listen, Glover, Johnson, Robinson – Hall, although it was one year, Baker, Nell. Like, that's a good group of six backcourt players yeah. that we've, I feel pretty good about. I think you do, too. There's some younger guys that don't have as much sort of room to come along yeah. in that. Yeah. In a uh, Tanner Toulson and Richie Saunders and Trey Stewart. sort Like, Richie right now is going to battle for some backup minutes with some other guys. BYU goes in way more experienced, and I think they've added to the talent level that they had from last year.
0: All right. Mark Pope's cooking in the transfer portal. That is for sure. Yep. There is a way to at least partially overcome the scholarship crunch and its name, image, likeness, baby. If you can get a guy like, let's say, Jake Wallin, and I am this has no merit or like I'm, I'm not basing it off of any like firm knowledge. Yeah. I'm just giving an example. You could take a guy like Jake Wallin and say, you're off your mission. Red shirt, get better, learn the offense, learn behind all this experience. And we, while we have to take you off scholarship, we will compensate you for what it costs to go to school and take care of things with As name image like this. As if you, yes, this is the built bar scenario for all the walk ons of BYU football. Mm-hmm. BYU basketball has the capability of doing this. And it's probably easier because there are way fewer players.
1: Of stocking the uh, A dude. Yes. Yeah. Maybe two.
0: two. If you've got to take yeah. two scholarships away, say, don't worry. Like, we want you here. We're super veteran, you know, doubling down on the point that you just made. Yeah. A lot of these guys are going to leave next it's year. It's going to be hard
1: for you to get some playing time this year.
0: Yes. Yeah. But just stay with us, learn, grow, practice hard, make these guys better, and we will compensate you with name, image, like this. That's
1: interesting. Would, yeah, would someone go for that this is the question. I hope so. Because there's uh, three dudes who are done after this yes. year. Yes. Yeah. It's Glover, Waterman, and Johnson. Baker and Nell are seniors with two years of eligibility. So everything's year to year, of course, but the, they are f- done for sure, guys, are those three. So there you go. All right. I'm excited about this team. I still think another piece or two to get us to where we're like, okay, could they could Give really one make the more. answer. I know BYU
0: yeah. is looking at yes. a very capable they're, wing they're right better. now. Yeah. Again, yep. we can't get into specifics or details, but if I know. If you pay me enough, I'll tell you. They're actively pursuing a wing from a high-level program, (laughs) and they're still looking at another big as well. All right, our question of the day. Makes
1: sense. Makes sense. Has nothing to do with BYU basketball. (laughs) No, no it doesn't.
0: (laughs) Transition. (laughs) Has nothing to do with BYU basketball. And strictly May the 4th. We're going all in on this Star Wars fun. We want you to use your creative genes. Oh, by the way,
1: Guardians of the Galaxy 3 coming out tonight. Let's go. All right.
0: Which Star Wars character is the closest match to your favorite <laughs> BYU athlete? <laughs> this could be doppelgangers, personalities, yeah. a little of both, I'm whatever. Excited to hear this. Go wherever you want with this yep, question. Yep. At 26 Simo on Twitter says Max Hall as Han Solo. Uh-huh. He's brash and cocky with the willingness to shoot first.
1: Dennis Spitta <laughs> makes one first down. He's like, don't get cocky. <laughs> LJ Pearson on Twitter. Gregor Bellic, who will see 3PO. Polite, articulate, <laughs> knows all the stats. <laughs> Human-cyborg relations. I love it. Jody Uh, Goins on Instagram. Lauren Gustin is Ray Tough. Ooh, Ooh, I like that one a lot. Yeah,
0: that's nicely done. That's great. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What were we talking about? The line from On Solo the other day.
1: Oh, where, where, where they, they bust in in episode four <laughs> with Chewie to go get Leia. Yes. And they're like, what's going on up there? And they're Who like, is uh, this? Uh, negative, negative. Uh, we've got a reactor leak. Uh, everything's fine here. Uh, how are you? That conversation. Like, what's your number? <clears throat> boring conversation, anyways. Chewie, we're going to have company. I love that I scene. I love Harrison I Ford. love that scene. And
0: yes, amazing.
1: All right, okay, oh, we're still on the air, crazy. I love Uh, it. BYU baseball begins an important West Coast Conference series tonight against San Diego, 9 Eastern time on BYU Radio's app. Let's go.
0: Jeremy, we're going to have company, and it's Quez Glover. He joins us next. Meet the newest member of the BYU basketball team, point guard, super talented, why did he pick BYU for his final year? This is BYU Sportsman. Woo! Welcome back to Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play alongside Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. We told you before the break, and now it's time to deliver. The newest member of the BYU basketball team, Quez Glover, is making his BYUSN debut. Quez, welcome to BYU Sports Nation and BYU basketball. Man, thank you, thank you. How have the last, uh, let's say, 48 to 72 hours been for you in terms of a reception When it started to leak out that you're going to go to BYU, and and how have the fans responded to your decision to come to Provo?
2: Um, It's been pretty, pretty amazing. You know, I've been getting a lot of love from fans and, you know, just reaching out and telling me welcome and stuff like that, and it's been good. And I really appreciate the love and support that I've been getting.
1: Quez, what was it about BYU that intrigued you initially, and then what kind of sealed the deal for you?
2: Um, the coaching staff when they started recruiting me you know i got in a portal pretty pretty early and then when they started to recruit me it was kind of late in the in the process but they they started recruiting me hard and probably the best i've been recruited in probably four years you know just consistently calling me and checking in on me and calling my dad calling my mom and checking on my little sister and just building that relationship which is really important to me but just because relationships has been really my whole life just getting to know people and stuff like that and i feel like the staff did a really good job but what really signed the deal for me is just coming on my visit and meeting a few of the team teammates and players on the team um trey and foos um it was good. We know we went to Top Golf, and <laughs> I kind of I won a few games. And <laughs> I beat pretty bad in a few games too, but we're not gonna talk about that after this. So. <laughs> um, and just hearing the positive things they had to say about the program, and they really had nothing negative to say, and that was really big. And that's what I think really signed the deal for me is what Trey and Foose told me, and how they felt about the program and the coaching staff and the atmosphere at BYU.
0: Outstanding Quez Glover is with us on BYU Sports Nation. What were your impressions of the geography of Provo, Utah? Top golf, as you look at that mountain backdrop. What was that like?
2: Uh it was different. You know, um, me being in Gainesville, it's more of like a, you know, a city and different things and in Birmingham. It's it's just different in uh, Utah, you know. It's a good different though, you know. Uh, Seeing the mountains, you know, being from Tennessee, I've seen the Smoky Mountains before, but not as close as I was when I was in Utah. And I I really like the scenery.
1: When it comes to uh, BYU, uh, what did you know about the program, the school? What did you heard of? uh, And what what have you not known about BYU? Uh,
2: To be honest, when the coaches called my phone, it said, you know, BYU, and I was like, oh, Jimmer Fredette. That's the first thing. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) But I really did not know a lot about the program other than Jimmer Fredette. You know, any time I got the chance to watch him play on TV when I was younger, I made it happen. Me and my dad sat down and watched him play all the time.
0: Quez Glover on BYU Sports Nation. How would you explain your skill set as a basketball player to somebody that has never watched you play?
2: um energetic um i uh, I feel like I can score at all three levels um I love to get to the mid range and I love to get guys open shots and helping guys play with confidence you know um building guys up I feel like that's really important and having helping guys with their confidence you know just consistently giving them positive information and you know being there for them when they need someone.
1: Obviously, you dealt with the meniscus tear last year that we talked about a minute ago, but as a junior, 19 a game, 4.4 assists, shot 47%. When you're at your best, what does that look like on the court? Um, pretty fun to watch, I feel like. Um, just my athleticism,
2: um, my energy I play with, my on both ends of the floor, uh, on the ball defense, You know, my speed. I feel like that's what really helps me is my speed because it helps me get to a lot of different spots on the court. I feel like guys cannot get to um, just because I'm I'm pretty much faster than a lot of guys I play against.
1: Yeah, like there's some deer and fox vibes there uh, up and down the floor, which is fun. And then you, yeah. watching your film, you flexed on him quite a bit in the end. Once we gonna see that this year. Yeah, for sure. I got to get back to the room. I go today at like three o'clock. I'm going to get
2: the day. I got to get a lot more stronger for the Big Twelve for sure.
0: And let's stay with the Big Twelve theme. How much of a factor was that for you in enticing you to come to BYU, knowing that the Cougars are just entering the toughest basketball conference in America?
2: Um, it played a little bit of a role, but I feel like the main thing was just you know the relationship that I have built with the team. Um, I know that the Big 12 is a really good league and that can help me and my teammates um, individually and as a team. You know, our main goal is to make it to the big dance and make a big run. Um, It's going to be tough in the Big 12. But with the guys we have coming in and the guys that we have on the, the team already, I feel very confident that, you know, we can make some make some noise in the Big 12.
1: You don't shoot the three a ton, but you have steadily increased your percentage from 24 to 25 to 31 to 38% last year. What did it take to get to that point where you were high 30s from distance?
2: Um, You know, a lot of work and, you know, a lot, a lot of work. And just talking with my mom and dad, you know, I feel like in my earlier years at Florida, I didn't really shoot a lot of them. I shot like, you know, one or two a game at Florida. And then my my first year at Sanford, I probably went up to three. And it was just because, you know, I felt more confident in the mid-range game. And, you know, my whole life, it was just getting to the mid-range and shooting that with confidence. You know, it was just constant conversations with my parents and my trainers on just, like, believing in myself from shooting it from deeper and shooting more threes just because the game is changing. I feel like that can help me at my professional level as well. Um, but, you know not getting down on myself if I miss one or two, you know, just staying confident and shooting two or three more, you know. I feel like that's what helped me this last year when I was at Sanford for my senior year um, is just not getting down on myself if I miss one or two, you know. You got to keep shooting with
0: confidence. Now, Quez, you said it. the game is changing, the dynamic. Uh, everybody wants to shoot the three, and a lot more threes are being thrown up. That said, you have a skill set that allows you to score at three different levels. So who are your basketball influences that have kind of shaped what you want to do and what you are doing as a basketball player?
2: Um, my my favorite player is Kyrie Irving. Um, but I've been watching a lot of Devin Booker just because he can, like, he has a good body control and he can get to a lot of different spots and using his body and shooting over guys. Um, I like Chris Paul a lot just because the way he can, like, manipulate the game and get guys shots and get to his spots when he wants to. And um, those are some guys that I love to watch. And I like watching um, the Gilchrist from um, OKC as yeah. well.
1: Those are good ones. I, I like all mm-hmm. those. Um, wh- who are you as a person? What do you like to do? What, kind of what have you overcome? What, what's your family like? Um. Me and my
2: family are really tight, you know. We, I probably talk to my mom and dad when I'm like off at school, probably three times a day. Each person, I call my dad on lunch break, and when my mom and dad are both off on lunch break, we Facetime and have a group call, and we just talk every day, you know, just really close. But me as a person, I am, I'm really big on relationships. I like to get to know people and, you know, build those relationships. And um, I'm, I like to go have fun, you know. HANGING OUT WITH TEAMMATES, GOING TO WATCH MOVIES, STUFF LIKE THAT. JUST just TRYING TO GET TO KNOW PEOPLE AND BUILDING RELATIONSHIPS.
0: Uh, OBVIOUSLY, FAMILY IS INCREDIBLY IMPORTANT TO THE BYU COMMUNITY. AND YOU MENTIONED YOU TALKED TO YOUR MOM AND DAD THREE TIMES A DAY. HOW DID THEY TAKE THE NEWS THAT AS A KNOXVILLE, TENNESSEE NATIVE, YOU'RE LEAVING THE SOUTHEAST AND YOU'RE COMING TO UTAH FOR YOUR FINAL YEAR? Um,
2: THEY HANDLED IT PRETTY GOOD. I THINK THE MAIN THING WAS MY LITTLE SISTER. Uh she asked a lot of questions like when am I going to see you uh or I'm going to be able to come spend a night with you and stuff like that but my mom and dad they're pretty um they weren't too mad about it or sad about it they were excited for me to go see some new things
1: What are you looking forward to the most about this new adventure with BYU Uh just getting to
2: know people and building those relationships you know it's different for me I'm going out west you know I'm used to the the south uh and just, you know, getting to know people and building friendships, you know, to make my last year the best year.
1: What's the starter kit we need to give you, Quest? We need to, it's a dry heat, um, <laughs> no lightning bugs. Um, okay. Yeah, the the mountains, you, you got to prepare to hike a little bit. Um, yeah, maybe a, maybe a big jacket uh, for the yeah, snow. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna yeah. need to bring all that stuff, man.
0: For sure. <laughs> Hey, you already got the golf down, so, I mean, you're playing top golf with uh, with your buddies. So, that, you, that you got, you got that yep. aspect down,
1: right? Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't got that. I gotta, I'm going to go practice. I'm going to go practice.
0: <laughs> uh, pushing forward, what's on your personal calendar as it relates to coming to BYU, arriving, getting integrated with the team, into school, and then practices? Um, are, like, when am I coming to campus? Yeah. Uh,
2: I don't know yet. We have not locked in a date. Um. I got some things I got to pack up from uh, my apartment in Birmingham. But after that, I'll probably be down there as soon as possible.
0: Are you still in school at Sanford? Are you finishing oh. things up or are you done?
2: Um, I I graduated uh, last Friday and I have uh, one summer class I have to take and then
0: I'm done, but that's online.
1: Right on, congratulations. congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. That's Thank you. Thank you. Right, cool. A lot of
0: hard work. <laughs> Absolutely. Quez, it's, uh, it's great to talk to you, man. Uh, just to let you know, when you come on the show, you receive BYU Sports Nation karma, and it will make your life better. Some good luck.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's Top Golf next time. Who knows? <laughs> Might not go back. It's not one summer class. It's the uh, workouts. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, the workout yeah. you have today. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Things will get better,
0: Quez. Uh, congratulations again on everything. Can't wait to see you in Provo, and we got an open seat for you. We'll talk to you soon in Studio B. Sounds good. Quez Glover of BYU basketball. Yeah, what a, I like what, him. What a great personality.
1: I like him. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems like a great fit of BYU. I'm excited to see his skill set, his, uh, you know, his journey, his, his leadership, his ability um, to get to the rim like we talked about. He's, he's improved his three-point shot every year. Um, he's so quick off the dribble. Like I think he's going to be BYU's best guy off the dribble. His
0: highlight reel is Go, a lot of fun. Watch yes, his highlight That reel. is
1: his number one attribute, and so I'm excited to see it. BYU sure, needs that. I'm
0: so happy that Down Hall has some help some depth
1: there we had a question who was the other point guard on the team and now we know those two are a nice that one's
0: awesome nice combo. quez is awesome i love that point guard depth there
1: yep let's go okay softball begins its last home series as a member of the west coast conference starting tomorrow friday with a double header against pacific starting at 7 eastern up next
0: would you like to hear kalani satake miked up during a big 12 game yes Is there a chance that might happen? Things are developing. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by
1: the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Make sure to follow BYU Sports Nation on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter.
0: He is Jerem Jordan I am Spencer Linton. I think it's a perfect time to whip it. Cougar Whip represented presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner.
1: Spence, Sports Illustrated writer Ross Dellinger reports the Big 12 ADs and coaches are discussing modernizing football game broadcasts, part okay. of an innovative agenda. Brett mark the commish pre, uh, presented recently, includes live in-game interviews, micing up coaches, giving pre-post game locker room access, it's basically the USFL and XFL okay. stuff, right? Do you like the innovative direction of the Big 12 in college football?
0: Yes. It's all about access for the fans. Take them where they never get to go and you have a more compelling product. It's already pretty compelling, college football as a whole. Why not add a few more elements? It just makes it more fun and engaging and ratings, viewership, when those things go up, everybody's happier because more money's flowing in and it just becomes a bigger deal. I especially like what Major League Baseball has done on occasion where they're talking to players mid-games, sometimes
1: they're catching a fly ball. Mid-game is really cool. That is really cool. I wonder fun. if we'll ever get to that point with college athletes. Feels like we have a ways to go for that, but we'll like, start with the in-game the, coaches mic'd up. All the league has to do is say you have to do it. Like they have to agree to do it, of course, but that's how it happens in the NBA. They agree to do it and then they execute it.
0: What's well, another bargaining chip when you push forward with, hey. Next TV deal comes up, we're going to grant you access and things that the other so schools pay us are not more. doing. So How much we're we're is worth that? more. How
1: much is it? Yeah, worth? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah.
0: Kingsley Suomataia, awesome player for BYU. We think for sure he is uh, a surefire draft pick in next year's he's, NFL he's selection.
1: B- BYU's best player. It's, uh, Ryan Rico has slid down the ranks for me. <laughs> I love Ryan. Thank you for admitting that. But Kingsley is the best player <laughs> on this team. Ryan he's, can fly back up. He's going to be
0: another left tackle that's drafted into the NFL. One million percent. In fact, Todd McShay in his way too early 2024 NFL draft projection has Kingsley going 28th overall. Mm-hmm. Kingsley tweeted he's aiming for the top spot. There you go. Love that. What's the chance Kingsley goes higher than 28 Jerem?
1: There's a chance. Kingsley's really good. Five star coming out of high school, projected first round guy. He could have a monster year and absolutely go in the first round. And we would also, we would credit the Big 12 for helping with that because of more power five games and probably more exposure. I wouldn't be
0: shocked at all if Kingsley works his way into a top 15 pick. It could happen. Yes, he is
1: more than capable. It, he could be Paris Johnson of being Ohio State. a top
0: 15 pick in the NFL draft.
1: I'm excited to watch him play this year. Yes. Pancake fools left and right. Devon Blackman says he'll pay any high school or college athlete (laughs) $1,000 if they can beat him in the 40. Spencer, do you want to dust off the cleats again?
0: Yeah, and I also want a 15-yard head start. So (laughs) And so
1: if someone loses, um, sorry, if you win, he says, you get easy money, if, but if I win, you need to speed train with me until the yes, season. Yes, yes. So, so he would make some money off that. I think there are gonna be people that race him and that beat him. <laughs> like, Devon is probably still fast. It's been seven years since it's pro day. But, uh, is he asking for it here?
0: Uh, maybe he's just trying to work his maybe this is the long play where it's, it's like, good PR.
1: Yes. Getting the attention. It is, it is good PR to like build
0: his speed training clinic. Like I love mm-hmm. sometimes you gotta spend money in advertising. This is a way to spend money in advertising well to get high level clientele and now you've got something special going. I think and this who is you kind need, of
1: they have to train with you. Not
0: kind of. I think this is like a it's, brilliant marketing move well by Devon if that's what he wants to if do. If
1: he was four three seven years ago, what is he now? Is he still that fast? He's he's I think he's claiming to oh, be pretty fast.
0: Like, and he's gonna train. You know he's gonna train and go all in and work with stroke formants or whatever, like and do his own speed training clinics. Like he'll be sub-4-5 when these things start to happen.
1: So you gotta be fast to beat him. Yes. I wanna see some videos of this.
0: <laughs> Let's go. Maybe there's a chance that he can help BYU recruit some guys too out of high school.
1: He said that the other team. day. Yeah. He said he would like to work for BOA. Couple of things at play there. Yep.
0: Open Doors has tweeted a list of which conferences athletes have earned the most in name image likeness compensation and the Big 12 leads all conferences.
1: Are you surprised by that? I am news? surprised. I'm surprised the SEC in football is not just dominating this. Or that Olivia Dunn at LSU is not helping dominate this, right? As yes. a gymnast and whatnot. But that is interesting. Or even the Big Ten's number two, like K- Caitlin Clark in women's basketball, for example. I am surprised that the SEC is yes, fifth that's wh- that's in me. this list. I saw but that. The Pac-12 was like, what? is actually ranked above the SEC in something. They're third.
0: The Southeastern Conference number five in that list shocked me. What? Shocked me. Weird. And the Pac-12 higher than the SEC? Hey! Paying Show some money us that up. TV some contract some on the West
1: Coast. Gambling Gaucho's podcast tweeted a photo of an AI-generated picture of the BYU-Baylor rivalry. What do you make of this image <laughs> with a cougar basically holding hands with a bear? It's far too cordial. <laughs> Those animals are way too fierce. What is this, the Garden of, of Eden? Just, yes, like, hello, good sir. Yeah, wh- Welcome. <laughs> Way too friendly. We had some Dr. We pepper need to see the, we need to see the Cougar somewhere. growling and
0: like yeah. the grizzly with a big bear cloud or something.
1: Yeah, too friendly. Listen, we're friendly people here. That's too friendly, bro. <laughs> Welcome, brother. Baptists <laughs> at our barbecue. Yeah, exactly.
0: Utah is the number one state for Star Wars fandom, Jerem. Is, you included. Yeah, yeah. This is according to Google search analysis. Is that the least surprising thing you've heard today? Yes, it is. It's the least surprising thing I've heard
1: today. That's fun. George Lucas loves the Beehive State. Oh, dude. No, no school reps like BYU at Disneyland,
0: either. You know what I'm saying? I really do want your Star Wars power rankings for all of the major motion pictures. I'll do it during the break. <laughs> no, just We've got no, record there. breakers in Studio yes, B. Yes, we do! Emma Johnson and Jaslyn Gardner from a four by 100 relay team that was burning up the track. They're in Studio B next on BYU Sports Nation. Hey. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio B on May the 4th. Star Wars Day. Yes, it is. Feeling good. The force Star Wars is with Man. us here, alongside Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton. Uh, a few women who were feeling the force on the track recently have now joined us in Studio B as well. Part of the record-breaking 4 x 100 relay team.
1: Speed, it's Spencer. Emma Speed. Johnson
0: and Jaslyn Gardner. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Congratulations on a record-breaking performance. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. <laughs> okay, 4x100 is the most exciting race for me to watch in all of the track and track Absolutely, events. It is so it's fun. Like, I always circle that, like, if I get my track meet, I'm like, okay, when's the 4x1? Okay, <laughs> that, that's, that's what I want to watch. What's it like for you, I'll start with you, Jasmine, to run in that type of high-profile event? How do you deal with the nerves?
3: Um, I know for me, um, I was anchor this time, and I've done all the positions before but anchor is definitely my favorite leg. Like the fourth leg's always been one of my favorites to do. And I've done it so many times that like, it's not really a nerve wracking thing anymore, but like, I think it's just like more excitement to run with like the team. And like, it's not, it seems like it could be more heavily weighted on like more pressure because you're not just doing it for yourself, but you're doing it for the whole team and stuff like that. But I definitely felt pretty calm with like my nerves at this meet maybe because we just practiced it a lot that i was like it's just like practice so i wasn't definitely as nervous as i used to be for sure so
1: yeah and maybe that went into breaking the record because emma you guys set the record 44 57 which is unbelievable what was it like to set that record last week
4: oh it was really exciting it was just really great to be able to break it with these girls we worked so hard and like so it was just nice to have it pay off and see the rewards
0: you're in the the midst of like this heated race
1: and there's. You know needed. He yes. Well stated. Yes, yes. Because it was in Tucson. Yes. What was it? Mid nineties? nineties?
0: So hot. Yeah. Okay. And so I mean, it's it's I'm sure it's hard not to get a little distracted by, you know, the the runners that are immediately next to you, but did you get a sense either of you that you were running a special time? Emma, we'll start with you. Did you feel like, oh, this this is a good pace for us?
4: Yeah. Um I think, um, just starting. Um, when I handed off to Marianne, I felt really good about her handoff. And so that was something I was like, okay, like, this is gonna be good. And then I got to watch the other handoffs. And I was like, okay, like, I think this is gonna be, this is gonna be a good time. And we had great competition too. So that was expected too.
1: And it, it was a, it was a tough race because you guys take fifth, but with the BYU record, like yeah. that, that, that is a fast race <laughs> in this one. And Jazlyn, you're number one in the, uh, indoor 60, outdoor hundred. You're the fastest, uh, Female sprinter BYU history. What what's it like to have those uh, records and now this one?
3: Um, this one's exciting because I I already had two records and in my mind I was like I think it'd be cool to have three for sure. And I knew that as a whole, like the women in my group, we all have the speed to like get it done. And we even switched up the relay a few times. Like we all have fast times to get this type of time. Yeah. In the four by one, and I just knew like eventually it would just it would happen. So
1: and you're number two in the two hundred. We still going for number one there?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're right there. We're, we're right called, there, right? So yeah. That's still awesome. hoping, yeah. Emma
0: Johnson and Jaslyn
3: Gardner on BYU
0: Sports Nation, part of the record breaking four x one hundred relay team for BYU women's track and field. The psychology of this event is really, really fun for me to look into. So before the race begins. Walk us through a little bit of what you're thinking, maybe the the things that you're telling yourself. Uh, if you're going through, you know, any specific, you know, orders of thoughts, different assignments, like what's happening in your mind before the race starts. Emma, we'll have you answer first, and then Jaslyn.
4: Yeah. So I like just to keep a few little cues in my head. Um, since I start, it's usually just get out and then run through the zone and get that baton to Marianne. It's just two like simple things. Um, and then before the race, I really just like to really just focus on kind of like myself and just visualizing the race and like what's going to happen.
3: And Jasmine, how about you? What's the psychology like? For me, I like to visualize um, sprinting out with as if I'm going to get the baton before it comes. So I do a little blowout before um, I get the baton. And then I always have to think of at least one cue to focus on because... If I think of too many cues, then I usually, like, just overthink. And so my main cue for, like, the fourth leg is to leave on time. Because if you don't leave on time, usually that can mess up things. So that's very important to leave on time. And so you just focused on your runner the whole time. And I felt like I was very focused on my runner coming in, Adobe coming into me. And she's really quick. So I knew if I didn't leave on time, like, she would probably run into me or, like, catch up to me. And, like, we don't want that to be, like... A problem. It needs to be like a smooth transition. I felt like it was very smooth.
1: So shout out Adobe and Marianne, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I to mention yes. they're part of this. Okay, uh, Emma, you went to Lake Travis High School. I did. In, where in Texas again? Austin. Austin, of course, in Austin. Um, you are about to win some games in Austin uh, coming up here. Let's go October twenty-eight. Baker Mayfield and Garrett <laughs> Wilson and many others from that high school. What, what's it like to go to high school there, where you produce some great athletes?
4: It's really cool. It's a really competitive um, high school. So, um, like, it's really nice to be able to, you know, have teammates around you that are very, like, athletic and push you to do your best, for sure.
0: Do you have a rival in this race specifically? Like, when you see, like, a certain logo or team, you're like, ah, I want to beat them. Like, is there a rival for your 4x1 team specifically that, that you like the challenge of and, and like to race against?
3: Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there was a specific rival. Let's create one. But <laughs> I feel like, because we went to some meets were definitely around like smaller teams and then you go to a bigger meet, like Arizona, like, we had like Oregon there, and Colorado, and they were pretty big teams, and I guess in a sense, you just like, everyone's kind of a rival in a way, but yeah, so. Okay, <laughs>
1: and that's okay. Of, okay. <laughs> and in an outdoor track, you are independent. Or yes. indoor, you're in the MPSF. Yeah. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah. It, not <laughs> everyone knows. What's it going to be like to be in the, uh, and, and tell me about eligibility. Are you, are you done after this year? Do you have more eligibility?
3: Um, I have one more year of eligibility one for more. outdoor. So. For
1: outdoor, but not indoor. And no, Emma, I'm how about either. you?
4: Uh, I have two more years of eligibility.
1: Okay. okay. So you're going to compete in the Big 12. Yes. What's that going to be like to be in a league in, in both? And then maybe those rivalries creep up where you get to know people <laughs> a little more?
4: Yeah, um, I think it's going to be great. I think we're going to have a lot of opportunities and it's going to be something I'm, you know, all of us are going to benefit from. Uh, Yeah, a higher level of competition. So excited for that. But we've prepped well, so I'm excited.
1: And you get to go home, I assume. Yes. There's going to be some meets (laughs) perhaps at Texas or against Texas. Yeah, that'll be fun. too. Do you have some friends who are uh, in the Big 12 competing in
4: track? Yes, I do. Okay. So I know a couple people from the meets at, at, yeah, at Arizona. There was a few teammates that nice. were there, so it was fun to see them.
0: We mentioned BYU plays in Austin against the University of Texas in football on October 28th. So what's the joint or the the restaurant that BYU fans need to hit up when they I'll play actually Austin. be there
1: this weekend. So <laughs> oh, Jeremy's gonna be there, yeah, this weekend. Weekend.
0: I'll be there
4: this weekend. Um, Torchy's Tacos is great. I've heard that. I love Torchy's the, Tacos. Love that okay. Place. And Rudy's. Rudy's is a good barbecue place. Okay. So those are my two Excellent. Saturday,
0: Saturday lunch. I'm there. <laughs> Duly <laughs> noted. Uh, I was just talking about rivalries with other schools. What's the relationship like between the sprinters and the distance runners
1: on BYU's team? I've wondered this because <laughs> distance gets a lot of love here.
3: They win a lot. They get a lot of love. So what's the relationship like there? Um, I know it's like, I feel like it's really good, but also we're so different. Like they do long stuff, mm-hmm. they do short stuff, explosive stuff. But we always, like, support each other and, like, with our events and stuff. And we're always showing them love. They're always showing us love. So I feel like it's a really good, like, um, relationship we have. So,
1: If you had to pair off against each other, what's, like, the median race that would be appropriate? Like the
3: 400? 800, 400. The worst race ever? people say, right? Like you...
0: <laughs> that would be fun. That sounds absolutely miserable. I mean, I ran it a few times <laughs> in high school, and I was like, nope. I'm good. on the. I'm good with the high jump. Whoever yeah. determined shorter the, what,
1: sprints. Yeah. Whoever determined that length. Just, not, not awesome.
0: Okay. So when do you race next? When can BYU fans watch you and or, like stream a meet or watch you in Provo? What what happens next for both of you?
3: Um, we have our next home meet next weekend, and it'll be our last chance to meet. and okay. you know, Try to get people qualified for regionals. So that's always a kind of exciting meet for people trying to do big things and still trying to make the regionals and stuff. And then we will have. Regionals after that in Sacramento.
0: Okay. How do you feel about Sacramento, Emma?
4: Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for regionals. I think it's going to be a great, fun meet, big competition again. I Yeah, I'm excited.
1: The nationals okay, let's in, go, uh, Eugene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go. All right,
0: let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Take it, use it on the track <laughs> for the last chance meet, get those numbers going, and good luck in regionals. <laughs> Congrats. Thank you. Thanks. From outstanding women on BYU Sports Nation.
1: Okay, if you missed any interviews, D-Blue shows, games, you can find them on BYUSN.com or download the free BYU TV app.
0: And today's rise and shout out goes to not one, but a collection of men working hard to get BYU to a big 12 level. We'll tell you which sport and what's happening next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by
1: Mountain America. The official credit union of BYU Athletics. BY Sportation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps or we'll listen to the pods. Subscribe, rate, and review.
0: Our question of the day, which Star Wars character is the closest match to your favorite BYU athlete? Ryan on Twitter says Keaton Slovis. Working Jedi mind tricks to keep his wide receiver room intact. You <laughs> oh. will not transfer, Elder. Our <laughs> <laughs> Lee, voice of the day, <laughs> presented by Pax Healthcare
1: <laughs> Elevated, comes from
0: Tommy Tautkus on Instagram. He says Lavelle equals Yoda.
1: Yeah, I didn't want to share this, but I'm going to. Yoda's overrated. <laughs> okay, didn't see Darth Sidious right in front of him the whole time. I love Yoda. <laughs> But that's a real, real red flag <laughs> on his LinkedIn resume. It just, you didn't see it? Part of the reason that all this happened yeah. is because you and Mace Windu and the council didn't see Dark Sidious right in front of you.
0: Petty and vindictive, I sense. Uh. (laughs) Today's rising Shoutouts presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. One to the BYU men's basketball coaching staff for doing some work in the transfer portal. Doing great. And they're still going. not done. And friend of the show, Brett McMurphy, tweeting out that the Football Writers Association of America has named BYU as one of the 11 top sports information departments for 2022.
1: Shout out to John and Duff and Brad and Kenny and Tyson and everybody. Austin and so many. Thank yes. you so much.
0: Cameron. And, oh, you're all of We're going to miss many of you. We love you. You're all of Our thanks to today's guests, Quez Glover, Emma Johnson, and Jazlyn Gardner. to Dennis Pinto? We ran out of time. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Sean Lindquist. BYU Baseball on the BYU Radio app tonight. Jason Shepard on the call. Go
3: Cougs. <laughs> <laughs>